0: folks welcome back to Stephen runs vegan how are you today i hope all is well in your world um i can't complain i've had a nice morning got an interview done which you're about to hear nice and easy just doing some housework now cuddling the cat i'm cat sitting at the moment and uh, not nearly as much of a chore as the owner said it would be They were, you know, saying things like, oh, thank you so much. It's a really big favor. I hope it's no problem for you. (laughs) And I'm staying in their very nice apartment in the center of town, taking care of their wonderful cat who just loves to be cuddled and sleep and nice and easy. So, yeah, that's going well. This morning, I had a chat with my friend Heather, which you're about to hear. Heather Wells, a friend of mine. She's also vegan. She's a runner. And yeah, just a cool person all around. This may be something that I make a regular feature. It's the first time we've actually spoken to each other face-to-face. Well, virtually face-to-face, but you know, the first time we haven't just been texting. And it went really well. Um, I think it's important for a lot of people to hear the reality of vegan life, everyday life. You know, hashtag vegan problems, if you want to call it that. And we get stuck into the weeds about that a little bit. Um, you'll get to know Heather, find out her, a bit about her story. And yeah, like I said, I look forward to having her on again in the future. She was a, a wonderful person to chat to. So thank you very much for that, Heather. We do talk about a few things in the, sh- in the conversation that will be linked in the show notes. So the episode description and whatever podcast player you're listening to. Uh, there's a few references that we make and you can find out more about them below. And I'll leave it at that. Thank you very much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoy the conversation. So, hey, guys. Good morning for from both of us. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Here I'm with my friend Heather, Heather Wells, uh, fellow vegan. Uh, Heather, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Nice. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad this is finally happening. We've scheduled it a few times and it hasn't happened for one reason or another, but uh, happy to go uh, finally here and all good on my end. Bit too much coffee this morning, but otherwise I can't complain. Yeah. And Apologies to anyone who can hear any background noise on my end. I don't know if it's audible, but there's a lot of construction work happening outside. I've shut the windows, but um, that might not do it. We'll see. Anyway. Yeah, I can't hear it, so probably all good. Fingers crossed. So, Heather, thank you very much for joining. Like I said, a friend of mine. You you might even have to jog my memory of how we met. Like, we haven't properly met in person, but we're both fans of a of a musician, Frank Turner, and we met on Facebook through the running group, right? Yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure it was on the running group, I think. Did you set that up or did someone else set
0: that up? Yeah, that that was my thing. Um, I don't even remember why, but... So Frank Turner is a UK rock musician. We're both big fans and uh, I'm a very, you know, uh, avid runner. I really enjoy it. And Heather is too. I'd, I'd set up this Frank Turner Run Club um, with the intention of organizing some sort of group run at a festival that was supposed to be happening pre-COVID. And I think people just joined. It became a nice little community. And yeah, Heather was one of them. And I don't know we just got in touch. Similar music tastes, both vegan, of course, both runners. So it's been cool to get to know you.
1: Yeah,
0: you too, absolutely. So, yeah, I need to get running more than I am doing. Oh yeah, yeah, I can relate <laughs> to that. I'm, I'm in a bit
1: of
0: a, <laughs> a bit of a lull at the moment. So for everyone else who wants to get to know you a little bit more, do you mind going into your vegan story a little bit, like from from the start? What, how how did you turn vegan? How how was that whole thing happening?
1: Yeah, so, sort of, I guess, over the years, various ones of my very close friends started to, um, like, turn vegan, decided that they were vegan. And um, I was I was always, like, interested in it, and I just thought, I can't do it. Hmm. And, like, when I was a teenager, I didn't like vegetables at all. I was like, <laughs> I don't eat vegetables. Um, I eat carrots and potatoes. That was my vegetables. So then in, in uni, with my vegan friends, I started... Being like, why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? Started enjoying vegetables, realized that it was sort of doable. And then I started, I actually started seeing someone briefly who was vegan. And then Mm -hmm. when I was cooking for him, it was like, oh, this is actually really easy. You know, eventually you just think this is not actually as hard as people think.
0: It never because, is. Because no. I mean, you
1: know yourself when you say, I'm vegan, people go, oh, really? What do you eat? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you just think that at first, but then when you actually start to do it, you're like, this is actually
0: not that hard. So I, I do want to get into all of that sort of cliche responses and the stuff we have to deal with on a daily basis, Um, because yeah, I can absolutely relate. But it's interesting that your interest was triggered by like your friends being veggie or vegan in some way. that in my case that was quite the opposite. Like I well, not the entirely opposite. I had a vegan friend, but it wasn't through peer pressure or any sort of group mentality.
1: Um, yeah, no, I think mine it definitely wasn't through peer pressure. It was just through It's wasn't even through, Eat some know, celery. <laughs> <laughs> do it. <laughs> and you know, they all um they all sort of say, Why don't you watch this documentary, this documentary, and I'm like no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still haven't watched any documentaries. <laughs> no, I animal. haven't watched anything at all. I will read stuff, but I don't want to actually see it because I'll just think about it forever.
0: And right, yeah, I, I, I can get that one because Earthlings is the famous like animal cruelty documentary where they show you all the slaughterhouse footage, and it's the reason a lot of people have stopped eating animals, which is fantastic. But apparently, it's like a horrible viewing experience and designed to be that way. It's meant to make you uncomfortable. But yeah. I haven't seen it because I was already vegan when it came out and I don't want the trauma, the trauma, you know, I, I'm no. good. I don't need the motivation. I'm already there. So why yeah, exactly. There? that's
1: how I feel. I'm already there. Right. I now, don't need to now sit and watch all the, all the documentaries about
0: it. <laughs> there is, there is an argument that a lot, some people would make that, well, animals suffer on a daily basis far worse than we ever will. So it's like our duty is the least we can do to put ourselves through that. And uh, I get the logic, but no, it's like, I know, I know why a cold shower is beneficial, but I don't want a cold shower either. Most of the time. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, um, I, I, it's not that I'm like ignorant to it. I do read about it. And I make sure I know stuff about it. Mm. It's not like I'm like, I don't want to hear it. I'm not even going to listen. I just don't want to physically see it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm happy to talk about it, <laughs> but I don't want to see the, the sad animals
0: exactly and i I like that that phrase because it's not one of the things i want to do with this chat and with anyone i'm speaking to in general is not get too vegan you know like not talk about niche uh like (laughs) the new vegan cheese is available in asda or like whatever i i want it to be relatable and like because my parents are vegan and when these days when there's a family dinner like it's a rare thing but when all six of us are around the table it's so tempting for me and my parents just to get all like vegan nerdy and my other yeah. brothers who are like open to the idea and get it but are not involved just one of them just stopped talking about vegan for a while and i realized okay it's a it's a it's are a veggie or
1: they're not even veggie
0: no i mean they're they're cool they're veggie friendly and they they get it one of them's kind of like a gym dude so he's always eating chicken and trying to bulk up and you know those big drums of protein powder that Yes, Adam. I'm yeah. talking about you. If you're listening, by the way. Uh, but anyway, no, they're they're for three like twenty something year old dudes. They're very accepting of it, and they get it. And they'll they'll do a veggie day. They'll go to a veggie restaurant with no problem at all. And they they stopped making the the shitty jokes years ago. So, um, yeah, oh, we, at you were saying that you were going veggie or vegan, but didn't like vegetables. I. That wasn't me, but I've heard that from a lot of people. So, were there any big blocks? Were there any like, okay, fine, I'll eat broccoli, but I'm I'm never eating peppers. Or did you have a thing like that? Um, but uh, well, I still don't like mushrooms. <laughs> so I guess
1: so. I <laughs> will eat pretty much any vegetable. Um, I don't like mushrooms. Um, and I don't like avocado, which does not do oh, well wow. when I'm in any kind of vegan restaurant because they're like mushrooms and avocado, and I'm like. <laughs> No. yeah <laughs> Any other vegetable, but not that. Mush- so yeah, I guess there are still still things that I won't eat. But same for
0: anyone. Mushrooms, I can get because for years before I was vegetarian or vegan, I didn't. I I had to learn to like them when I was like sixteen, seventeen. They were served yeah. to me. I would eat them, but I wouldn't enjoy it, and that took a long time. So I can relate yeah. to that texture or whatever. But now I'm to- I'll I have like a pure mushroom dish. I'm I'm totally on the other side now. my avocado story is a funny one that when i went vegan and they were just becoming trendy i thought okay i've got to buy avocados next time i do some shopping and i bought them and i used them as i thought they needed to be used so i was making a curry or whatever and i chopped them up and threw them in the pan like cooked them with everything else and i didn't realize that you're not supposed to cook an avocado because one yeah the moment they're heated the oil turns rancid and it tastes awful and I thought, oh no, I, I have to like avocados. Why don't I like it? So I I went the wrong way with my logic was, <laughs> clearly I didn't cook them enough. So I'm going to put them in first and absolutely like fry the shit out of them. And then maybe I'll tolerate it. And again, it was bad. And I thought, no, I'm not a good vegan. I don't like avocado. Later realizing, no, don't cook them. Just raw guacamole. I'm out to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm a big fan now, that's for sure. What would you say was your main motivation was it the animals or was it something about health or the environment any other reason
1: i mean it was it's probably at least that the bit that tugs on your heartstrings is the animals yeah the bit that is important obviously i mean they're both important but obviously the the planet is environment is the environment is important um you know and that's sort of if people say well i don't care about animals you can sort of be like but you live on the planet though right <laughs> like you know it's i think it's a combination of things uh, it's probably least health but i try you know i try <laughs> but you know
0: yeah as I, soon as you
1: find out like oreos are vegan you're like okay fine
0: <laughs> i think we're on the same page with that like for me it's always yeah. the animals health and the environment have become a bigger thing. Especially since I've started getting, like, got into fitness. Health was, nutrition more so became a, a bigger deal. But, yeah. yeah, you know, Oreos, they have vegan pizza these days. It's it's a tricky, yeah. it's a fine line because you've got the people who assume, oh, you must eat just salad all day, every day, raw vegetables and fruit. And I probably should, but I'm not much of a salad guy. Um, yeah, yeah, so and then there's us who are already there. Thinking of all the vegan junk food we can eat now, and just thinking, yeah, sure, salad. That's exactly what I eat. Yeah,
1: exactly. I know, and I I love salad, but it's a side. It's a side (laughs) dish. It's not a main dish.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it. I've done it well enough. Sometimes I've had made like a giant salad with beans or like other filling things and a nice dressing. And that yeah. it, the thing is, it can take like thirty minutes to eat though, because it's all raw and as it should be, and you, you chew it well, and you want to break it down to get the full nutritional benefit. But you mm-hmm. just feel like a you know an animal in the zoo just grazing on leaves. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's this is yeah. what this is what they all think we we talk about all day every day, just <laughs> munching on leaves. So you went vegan, and like what what changed? Did you any? mentality shift or physical differences did you notice anything big in in the beginning
1: um mentality def- definitely because i think you don't really get it until you get it yeah um i think that that is a really big thing that as soon as you are vegan then when you see like steak or chicken or whatever then you're like you sort of look at it like that's an animal part rather than that's food um so right. that definitely does change and that changes And that is something that is, that still happens every single time I see meat. And I'm like, you know, especially since we have chickens in the garden and uh, the family that I'm living with eat chicken. And I'm like, do you, do you see that that's the same thing?
0: (laughs) Do you, do you often make that point? Like seriously, or is it, is that just a joke? Um, I have made it and they don't
1: care. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) yeah No I mean I, that's, what, that's exactly what I mean though until you get
0: it you don't get it there is a a switch that flicks when, when you change and suddenly it's a different perspective like you said you see some uh, food in air quotes on the plate and it's it's just flesh like that it, yeah I live in the Netherlands for those who don't know and the Dutch word for meat is flace which is translated as flesh like they don't call it meat they call it flesh which I, I yeah. like because it's more of a real connection like okay most people still don't care. They'll have their their meat and, but just, they just the the name flesh makes it more. Well, yeah, we have flesh. Chickens have flesh. Cows have flesh. Like it's, yeah. I like the connection. I almost have more respect for those. Now, how do I say? I never. I can never say this well, but the likes of hunters or you know the the like local small scale farmers who have a connection with their animals and then kill them for food and profit or whatever. I don't like it. It's still it's not I'd rather everybody be vegan. Animals are not ours to use to eat, etc. But for them, at least they know there might be some sort of bond with their animals or they at least know the process that goes into slaughtering them. Excuse me, for going so you know heavy on animal slaughter. But versus the person who just goes to McDonald's or to the supermarket and buys a six pack of frozen beef burgers and like tell themselves they're on the top of the food chain they're i have more respect yeah. for, the, for the former than the latter yeah no i get
1: exactly what you mean by that i really do
0: but so one of the things i had when i went vegan is like it or not there's a kind of moral sense of righteousness and i try to play it down i don't want to become that annoying dude who thinks he's better than everybody because yeah i'm not but did you have any activism did you ever like go into that whole world
1: no, I mean, we know that we're better than everyone else, so...
0: <laughs> I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to be cool about it, and you're like, nope, fuck I'm that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I've never really done any activism-type stuff. Um, you know, there's, like, petitions and stuff. I've volunteered with RSPCA, things like that, but not not any, like, activism stuff, really. But I, I joined a Facebook group about it, and then COVID happened, so no one has been outside since, really. Um, I mean,
0: they have, but <laughs> you know, it shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, exactly. What was so, the, What was
0: the group? What was the theme?
1: I think it's just called UK Vegan
0: Activism or something. Okay, nice. Yeah, and I, I get it. You know, it it takes all sorts. Um, a friend of mine, Matt Fraser, the No Meat Athlete podcast guy, who I always talk about on my podcast. Um, Talks about this as well in that there are for some people shock tactics work. You know they'll see, uh, like the people standing on the street holding the laptop showing the slaughterhouse videos when they've got the masks on or some sort of like obvious public shock tactics might work. You know someone sees Earthlings and they're like, oh my god, tomorrow and I can't do it anymore. But that didn't work for me like that when i was 14 15 whatever i had no thoughts of going vegetarian or vegan but i would see all that kind of stuff and just not care like i loved animals and i would consider myself an environmentalist and maybe subconsciously i was going that direction anyway of eating less and less meat but Mm -hmm. when i saw like meat is murder uh you know people smashing uh bricks into the there was a there's a a shop in Dublin which sells fur, you know, it's still going unfortunately. But it has like a big security door because it keeps getting keeps getting broken into and keeps getting, you know, attacked by activists. And yeah, it, it And that doesn't tell them anything, clearly. <laughs> no, no. I mean I, it's tricky because I I get it, you know, if you really love animals and you can see this place obviously, you know, showing animal fur, you know, in a horrible way for fashion. But mm-hmm. That didn't speak to me. That I didn't want to throw a brick through a window. Like it, it turned me turned me off the message. So that's why I try to promote a much more sort of casual, friendly, approachable way. Like yeah, I'm doing it. No worries if you don't want to. If you have any questions, let me know. And I try to just live my life well in the way that people can see. Oh, you can be vegan without being militant. You know, straight edge, tattoos, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. My so my team leader at work is vegan. Okay. Uh so, so that was really helpful. So there's like five of us in the group and also one of the girls that I first started with, um, we were basically there on our first day, walked out into the street and um we're like, What should we what should we get for lunch? And she was like, Oh, I'm I'm vegan, so I don't know if there'll be many places around here and I was like, Me too. Hey. Um <laughs> But yeah, basically my, my team leader said that I mean they all try and sort of all the other people at work I'm not explaining this very well all the other people at work will sort of be like why are you eating that why aren't you why don't you have some chicken with that <laughs> yeah yeah hilarious um <laughs> but yeah she she's like that as well she's she's not pushy and and I always say that I, I'm not pushy unless I'm pushed you know if people are like why tell me why talk to me about it tell me exactly what your reasons are I'm going to tell you exactly what my reasons are. Yeah. If you don't ask, fine. I'm not going to be like, hang on a minute. Is that chicken wings? Why are you eating
0: chicken wings? Like. Right. I, I yeah. like I like that line. I'm not pushy unless I'm pushed. I'm going to use that in the future because <laughs> that, that encapsulates my mentality as well. And yeah. I, I do care about why I'm vegan. And, you know, it's a strong passion of mine. So there are times when it crosses the line. Someone was just, hey, you know, They might ask some innocent question, or maybe it's just small talk, and then ten minutes later, I find myself ranting like, "Oh shit!" Talking about you know, the 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 industry, animal agriculture, and carbon emissions, and oh, sorry, you didn't ask about all of that. So I I I try to rein it in a little bit because
1: yeah, Yeah. no, absolutely, and oh, something just. That happened again where you said something and I thought, Oh you're <laughs> gonna say something now. <laughs> that's all right.
0: I do that all the time. It's nice to um know that it's it's happening on the on your side too. I have a pen and paper here which is helping a little bit. So. Yeah, I know I do as well.
1: Oh. and no, that's what it was, that's what I was gonna say. So so you introduced me to the the Chickpee pod Chick Peaks podcast. yeah Yeah.
0: Um
1: so on that podcast, but I can't remember who it is, he's on there, but one of them says that when you sit next to someone in a restaurant and they say, "Oh, do you mind not eating meat?" and you're like, "Well, obviously, otherwise I'd also be eating meat, but <laughs> it's fine. I mean, you carry on because you're going to anyway." But don't yeah, you can't ask me if I mind. Obviously, I
0: mind. <laughs> I yeah, that's an interesting one. I don't know because my automatic answer to that is no, not at all, because yeah. I want to seem cool. You know, I want to be chill about it because I don't want to be the guy who you know the meat is murder guy. But yeah. That's kind of just being polite now that I think about it, because obviously, yes, yeah. I I would rather you did you did not have meat on your plate, but I'm yeah, exactly. I'm never gonna say that to somebody. Yeah, um, no. I'll go you go too far the other way. Oh yeah, no worries, have some bacon. Yeah, put some cheese on top. You know, like do what you want. I, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. And then yeah. later you're like, fuck, did I really say that? I, I, <laughs> I, like, listening- I don't
1: think that. That's not what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, no.
0: I was listening to um, you know the Happy Pair. The, no. Oh, no! Yeah, I do know them. Right, said yeah, that they were, yeah I remember. They're incredible. So it's two Irish twins who are have uh, run a business. So they have like a cafe shop, and they do like online courses and motivational speaking. And they're they're amazing. um So look them up. Happy pair, as in P E A, or they're twins. Pair vegan. The whole pun. But they Bye. they were on Rich Roll's podcast once, and they did this live um podcast from a theater in Dublin. And it was really great and, you know, questions and answers, telling their stories, all that sort of thing. But one, I'm not going to remember the the line now, but one of them got so far down that path of like being the nice kind of vegan and telling a story about why that's better. That I think he ended it with like, yeah, you know, eat what you want. I'd rather eat plants. But if you're going to have a steak, eat your steak, enjoy. And you could hear it in his voice as he said that it kind of trailed off. I'm like, oh, I'm just telling a room full of vegan-ish people to go eat a steak and you can go too far the other way on that one, so it's it's yeah. hard to know where the balance is. One thing, yeah, I'm
1: quite quite neutral about that. When people say to you "Man, I'm like do whatever you want,"
0: like, like... yeah, yeah. One thing I don't I don't know if you've ever had it, but I was flying with a another colleague who's vegan, and one of the one of the other girls asked him why he's vegan, and I like sat down and ooh, I'm I'm interested to hear your answer because I I get that question all the time, but I've never. I always worry that my response isn't perfect, so I could, like, sit back and take notes about what he said. But yeah. it was just nice to hear it from from somebody else.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't love that question, to be fair. It kind of just makes me like... Like, I don't walk around and go, so, why are you eating chicken today? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I know it's different. People want to ask, and it's good to educate people if you can if they want to be educated but sometimes you're like i just don't want to explain it to you today
0: i know yeah you you can't always be like vegan wikipedia and like neutral and you know yeah uh so informative i, want
1: to, look great. I want to eat my lunch yeah. leave me alone
0: <laughs> and then okay i won't go ranting but um so what what are the questions that you get like what are why are you vegan or what is vegan obviously a big one but are there a few questions that you hear all the time from either just politely curious people or downright ignorant people?
1: Um, you do get sort of like, the why would you eat your meal when you could eat my meal? That kind of thing. And I'm like, because, you know, I don't want to go into it. <laughs> just I get that a lot. That sort of people, people sort of look at my plate and go, mm, I'd rather eat my own food. Okay, um,
0: that's not one I've heard often. Oh no, really? Yeah, yeah.
1: I get that at work. I get that at home. I get
0: that. <laughs> so um, so sorry they're they're asking like you have your plate of whatever you know chickpea lentil curry and they've got a uh, fish and chips or something, and they're like they're wondering why you're not eating their food.
1: Yeah, or they'll they'll be like, mm, "This is so nice. You're missing out." Oh yeah, like, yeah. That kind of thing.
0: And when in reality you. You know, you're not missing at all. You're not.
1: No, it's, I'm it's, like I've tasted it before. I know it. It's not like I've been veggie forever. Yeah,
0: it's not food. It's, like, it's not food anymore. It's not something that you no. you put in your body. Yeah. Any others?
1: You know, sometimes you get the the nutrition thing, which is to me is is obviously. Sorry, my bunny just went flop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, everything okay? But to me is obviously just for for me personally is obviously just not right because. Originally, I didn't eat any vegetables. All I ate was essentially frozen food that went in the oven, mm-hmm. and now I eat lots of, lots of veg, lots of different things, and I'm much more concerned with nutrition now.
0: Um, so I always used to get that question, and much more, um, e- much more educated as well. I would assume if it's yeah, because definitely, yeah. some people don't know what they're getting themselves into when they question you about it exactly did you did you know that you know vegans get cancer more or some idiotic thing and almost everybody is not that pushy about it but there we've both met enough people who are trying to prove or tell us why we're wrong definitely
1: and Uh, the other one that i get is did you know that you're not really making a difference
0: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
1: do you get that a lot? And they're like, you know, there's only like 1% of people in the UK who are vegan. So how how can you think you're making a
0: difference? Or almonds use more water than uh, fish do. So, you know, you're really... Soy, soy is killing the planet, not animals.
1: <laughs> it, then, is, it does make you laugh, really, when you think about it, doesn't it? And I then
0: I, the almond one I heard recently, someone told me how, like how much water they use. And they all come from California. And California's having had a drought at the time and then i was ready to hit back with yeah almonds are the highest um plant based like usage of water out there you could do better but almonds are less than half of the uh, wa- amount of water usage in california as animal agriculture is and yeah. uh, you know there's so much media out there that i follow and you can i've been lucky enough to put myself in a vegan kind of bubble in my friends and family all, also here that i i've i've learned enough along the way to counteract a lot of these dumb arguments that somebody just saw a headline somewhere and they I'll ask you this because do you think the the people who do get defensive and critical of your choices do you think they are just fundamentally disagree meat is awesome and I can do what I want screw you or is it more of a deeper like damn it she might be right but that annoys me so I'm going to attack do you have any thoughts on that?
1: um I think sometimes it does come from guilt mm. sometimes it just comes from trying- trying to actively be ignorant, yeah. like
0: they don't wanna know, trying so to they're ha- saying trying to hold on to their ignorance, yeah,
1: exactly they're saying if i if I slightly give in to this, then I'm gonna have to go sort of the full way with it, yeah, because you know you can't be like yeah i understand completely why and i know all the reasons why but i'm still gonna do it so
0: so instead instead they just buy free-range eggs and feel better about themselves and carry on as normal
1: exactly obviously yeah yeah well i I mean i was at my friends at the weekend and um i was like oh maybe we can try and make pancakes and she was like well yeah i mean i have some some eggs and they're organic if you want to use them and i was like
0: <laughs> no.
1: Like, yeah. here's all the reasons why you can use organic eggs and they're better. And I was like, they're not better than no eggs though. Maybe they're better than aged eggs, but they're not better than no eggs.
0: <laughs> so So this goes into into the realm of um fantastical scenarios that they raise, all these like niche questions that people come up, with. yeah, but what about this? You know? There's the desert island question. Here. A lot of people it's almost a cliche now. It's a um. Well, if you wake up tomorrow on a desert island, there's nothing to eat but animals. And my reply is, well, what are the animals eating? Like
1: yeah. If, if... Well, that's why I I always sort of think, well, is it just only? I don't know. Tigers. Yeah. Like, I don't because I probably kill, couldn't catch a tiger anyway, so I'm not going to eat that tiger.
0: Yeah, and. It's a joke. Even people who ask that kind of ask it jokingly. We're not going to wake up on a desert island tomorrow, um, or the other one is: what if everybody went vegan tomorrow? The Economy would collapse. Yet yeah, that's not going to happen. We're trying to get one person at a time over the course of years, mm-hmm. which will like create a gradual shift as is happening, I believe. But yeah, yeah, there's all of these scenarios, you know. Oh, but like I have chickens in my back garden and I eat their eggs. There's no money. There's no cruelty involved a lot of people you'll hear say someone you might have never met before and it comes up that you're vegan and they will like defend their actions I'm I only eat local beef you know I, I only buy it from my local butcher I don't get the big supermarket stuff I eat less meat these days than I did before they'll they'll try and like meet you in the middle a little bit which is cool I think that's changing from how it was a few years ago
1: yeah no I do think that is good um to an, i mean to an extent obviously my mom has always been like when so when i first went vegan she was like picky she was like He's just doing it to be different mm-hmm. um especially because it was because i was seeing a guy at the time that's when it, the actual change happened so then when we stopped seeing each other she was like so are you going to be normal now
0: yeah and i was like
1: <laughs> no <laughs> it was
0: just a phase to I'm embrace your boyfriend Huh? It was just a phase to impress your new boyfriend, and you were just, yeah, exactly, you know, obviously. wasn't um, it, was,
1: it was just easier when I was with him. But obviously now my boyfriends a kind carniv- of not carnivore. Oh, I'm um, a more, I suppose. On <laughs> he's a, a meat eater. Carnivore. <laughs> um. So yeah, obviously that's not the case. Um.
0: Just for clarity, it's a different guy you're talking about. He the the vegan, guy. The the guy, vegan yeah. didn't um, become a meat eater. Yeah
1: no <laughs> no different yeah different guy that think, was just like a, a couple of weeks but
0: this is yeah. we've been together for like years. almost two years now and he is a meat eater nice um yeah my i had the same with my ex-girlfriend um i turned her <laughs> vegan which i kind of like in both cases because for you and me it was the guy that was vegan and made the girl vegan where the, the again the stereotype is the other way around there's often yeah. this, this crappy joke like would you eat vegan like, yeah if i if my tinder date is vegan well i'll take her to a vegan restaurant that's the only time i'll ever not eat meat because i want to get laid like okay yeah thanks bro, bro. <laughs> go chug I mean, your pro- it worked <laughs>
1: well yeah i mean like i
0: mean maybe don't put that in the
1: podcast
0: actually <laughs> no it's just editing is so frustrating that unless there's like some really embarrassingly terrible <laughs> bit i'm it's all staying in yeah, um, so... so a, I, go, I had a point, but I
1: can't remember what it was. Okay. So we were talking about... I don't remember. Uh, Carry on, part,
0: Partners being vegan, um, yeah. other other people's responses.
1: Mm,
0: I'm not going to remember. Okay, it, so if it remember. comes up, you, you can stop me. But <laughs> yeah. I want to get away from like lightly grumbling about the world for a little bit and just focus well,
1: on... I was. Ah. Wait, sorry,
0: I remember what it was. Go, go. So
1: um, I, I laughed because... You said you said something and then I laughed.
0: Yeah, I said my ex-girlfriend and you laughed and I wondered why.
1: Oh, you <laughs> said...
0: It's gone again?
1: But I remember it was because I, I laughed. I laughed and thought... I was talking about my mum saying that... Would I be all again? Oh, yeah, no, that's what I was going on to say. I can't remember why I laughed, but... Right. I was going on to say, but now my mum is pescatarian, which for my mom is like... A revelation. Yeah. considering she was I mean, apparently she used to be veggie when she was a kid, but um she's never has been when we were growing up. But now all of a sudden, after her being like, Oh, so fussy, not eating meat, not eating dairy, she also doesn't eat um meat now, and mm. it's still it's fish and dairy, but
0: But that's a massive step, you know, for especially for the an older the older generation who are more mm-hmm. set in their ways, like I will probably be. But I hear you say years. that. What's that? <laughs> I said, don't let her hear you say that. <laughs> Older than us. I'm not judging. I'm sure she's a fine, healthy specimen of a human being. Oh, now I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. No, no, we're good. We're good. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to get on to some kind of positivity. So you, you said you haven't seen the documentaries, but like you mentioned, the Chick Peeps podcast being something you've listened to. So say there's somebody listening now who's veg curious and you want to point them in the right direction. They could go to the PETA website or. You know, sign up for UK vegan activism and get a totally different idea. But do you have that kind of friendly, happy, chill, vegan stuff that Instagram, Instagrammers, YouTube accounts, um, movies?
1: So I I really do like, so I follow whichever city I go to. I follow the hashtag vegan, mm. Birmingham, vegan, York, whatever. So that their food always comes up.
0: Good idea. Um, so I
1: really enjoy that. Also, when the, the Black Lives Matter movement started, um, there was a post that I saw that was like, here's 20 um, black vegan people to follow. Awesome. And I basically went through and was like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're all great. They're all about either food that they eat. Some of them are restaurants. Some of them are like um, yoga type people, all kinds of interesting stuff. And they're from all over the world as well. So it's, it's more of a broad Thing. Nice, um nice. there's like rate my vegan plate on facebook which is always fun
0: a group is um, it
1: yeah okay I've, um, I've
0: seen that i'm not i'm not a member though
1: no well i was on rate my plate but whenever you post anything vegan even if it is like absolutely top quality restaurant perfect yeah. they're like oh vegan so i just thought nope That's just, <laughs> i'm gonna join a vegan yeah, version of this
0: so- social media trolls you can't get away exactly. from that
1: people were literally posting like chip buddies <laughs> and you're like you also know that that's vegan right
0: <laughs> See, that's they're the foods that i really enjoy like someone might say oh i've never eat vegan food like you do it's, it's just not labeled like it's not in a health food store or called organic whatever it's mm-hmm. accidentally vegan which is a wonderful thing a chip buddy is chip
1: buddies. accidentally
0: f- vegan is also a great instagram yes account. yes um I- <laughs> I think I don't know if it's just the UK one or international, but regardless, accidentally vegan, well worth a look. Um, mm-hmm. A chip buddy for some people they might not understand is the so chips for English and Irish people are French fries, potatoes, you know, whatever. And a chip buddy is when you get chips in a sandwich, like two, in between two slices of bread. Normally with butter and ketchup. That's how we did it as kids. I don't know. I think it's a regional thing. Everybody has it a little bit differently. But, yeah, I'm
1: from the north of England, so it's gotta be gravy, I'm afraid.
0: Gravy, <laughs> gravy. Isn't there like a, a map of England that divides what you put on your chips, like whether it's ketchup, gravy, or curry sauce, depending on which part of the country you're in?
1: Yeah,
0: or mayonnaise. Oh, it's, that's what they do here. They're all it's it's big over here, and I've gone full circle from Ugh, mayonnaise on chips to yeah, absolutely. Like I, I ask for ketchup when in restaurants now because typically. It's not vegan mayonnaise in like bars or whatever most places. But if I have the choice at home I'm I'm putting mayonnaise on my chips these days. Another one they have in the Netherlands is apple mousse, which is like apple mousse applesauce for chips. Which it's that's a stretch too far for me. There's like cinnamon applesauce that they dip their chips in. I don't know about that. No, it looks <laughs> it looks like something you should put in a dessert, not in chips. But
1: yeah, I mean, I I don't really like stuff like that anyway. You know, people have like applesauce, cranberry sauce with their roast dinner. Yeah, it's not for me. I don't like sweet food with my with my savory food. I'm um, so, yeah. I mean, that might be great, but it's not for me.
0: <laughs> On that, do you have do you have your taste changed over the years? I like going vegan and then just getting older in general.
1: They and uh, they probably have broadened. Um, I mean, there was a time where I was like, anything with nuts, I don't eat anything with nuts. Yeah, um,
0: I I dating... still don't
1: like peanuts. Oh, okay. But I, I like hazelnuts, almonds, cashews,
0: anything, peanut... anything
1: else.
0: What about peanut butter? No. So I have no avocados, and no peanut butter. No. Tell me,
1: mushrooms you... bananas.
0: I was about to say, tell me you like bananas at least.
1: No, I actually have a phobia of bananas.
0: Oh, this. I don't know if this has come up before in our chat, but wow. Okay. Um. I almost I almost want to be that annoying person what do you even eat then but don't worry don't worry I won't go there um so just before I move on entirely the recommended like do you have any specifics for for things to recommend youtube channels podcasts accidentally vegan uk you've said rate my plate vegan any you've talked about like the some people of color that are vegan which is well worth diversifying because I did realize in my podcast and my instagram feed It was very white, uh, like dominated, very, you know, people who look and sound and think and act like me. And I realised that's, yeah, going vegan is is one thing for animals and all the rest. But you're on a planet with six billion humans and I don't look like most of them. So I need to hear other voices.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that is one of those things as well that you don't notice until you notice and then you're like, oh. Yeah, I didn't have a single black person who's vegan on my on my Instagram page. <laughs> right, and, um, and I
0: think that's oops. that's the danger with Instagram in general. It's very upper middle class, chic white people who are all the influencers. I I hope yeah. that's changing, and maybe that was just my bubble. I didn't do enough to expand it, but certainly lately it has. So, is are there any other names that you can think of before I?
1: Um, I don't think so. Maybe you know, I mean, obviously Chickpeeps and i think it's sarah Pascoe. she's mm. vegan and comedian
0: and some of her stuff's good i have a book and that kind of stuff right so sarah pasco is a, like a vegan female comedian so that's and already quite niche and like she's really funny um probably yeah. very smart and very interesting I, I don't know that side of her but she's a great performer so check out yeah. her stuff chickpeeps are really like um for those who haven't listened it's what's your name i don't want i want, I don't want to say her character name first um Ivana Lynch, yes. The actress, Ivana Lynch, who played Luna Lovegood in Harry Potter and a few other things. Um, It's her and her friends do this podcast, right? There's four of them.
1: Yeah, I think it's her and... Is it her, her boyfriend, and then two others who dip in and out?
0: So I believe Robbie, wasn't that the guy's name? Uh, have they split up now? I believe they are exes now, but in a friendly way. Like, they're still on the podcast, but they like they'll I, i've heard a few jokes and references to their time dating but i think they've split up now but it's all amicable they're all very friendly and see with podcasts i always go back to the very very first podcast uh, and then make uh, my way to present i'm really bad so, at doing that
1: hmm?
0: i'm really bad at doing that because like with my podcast the first few episodes are just terrible because you're just learning what to do so i assume it will be for every podcast and i I listen to like the the more recent ones to get hooked, and then if I really get into it, I'll go back to the start and work my way through.
1: Yeah, I really liked your um your marathon one. The, that was fun where you ran it with your
0: dad. The sounds of the marathon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I way- listened to
1: that when I walked to the post office the other day. <laughs> oh.
0: Thank you. So that one was was fun because a couple of years that was twenty eighteen that that marathon and back then two friends of mine who as we just said about the others have have since split up in a less than friendly way unfortunately but um they were a couple and they were both runners and they wanted or she wanted to start a podcast I believe and they even bought some equipment and everything and I was super excited because I love podcasts and I dreamed about starting my own at the time and they asked me would I like to be on it uh to talk about vegan running or something I guess yeah that would be amazing and then it just never happened and then they broke up and you know I'm still friendly with both of them but that never went anywhere but then around that time I was going back to Ireland to run the Dublin marathon with my dad and I thought hey we'll be I asked them do you want me to like record some stuff you know to audio audibly document my experience and then you could use that for the podcast and they said yeah that would be great so did the expo you know the the night before the the morning of during the race afterwards and I recorded all this material and then it it just never got used and I forgot about it and then recently uh, during lockdown I had some time and I found it again oh Mm -hmm. great this this will make a good podcast I don't even have to do any of the work now don't have to run Mm -hmm. the marathon because probably at the moment I couldn't um and I put it together and it, it sounded really good yeah
1: yeah. I remember at the end of it you're like, "I'm really grumpy now." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, I would be like for a marathon,
0: I think. <laughs> I, I was. So every marathon is a little bit different. I've run 8 of them now and a lot of for, marathons. Yeah. Um for some reason with that one, I was just in a sour mood crossing the line. Sometimes I, you know, burst into tears of joy, of relief. Some of yeah. them I just a little bit easier, which is crazy, but you know like it's it's tough, but you get it done like oh, I'm not broken i'm i'm you know i'm I'm, I'm okay, and um, but this one, yeah. I was really cursing myself over the line i I don't know why like when i when I run with my dad, I love it, he's so driven and so positive, and he just never dips at all, and I do i like in the course of a race, I'll go through highs and lows. And yeah. when you're feeling tired and like grumpy and you just want it to be over, and your dad beside you is like smiling at everybody and singing a song and chirping, and, <laughs> and he sounds to, great. I'm in a run with
1: him. He like, is
0: like he's he's a wonderful man. One like probably the best person I know. But um, sounds great. Yeah, at mile 19, when your legs are falling off and you just want to be over the finish line, and then sort yeah. of cross the line and delighted obviously had the medal around my neck so happy and so grateful that I can do this all of that like big picture but to be honest I was just not in a great mood and I was okay press record talking to my phone so guys I'm finished the race now and I tried to perk myself up a little bit I remember listening back to that knowing how I felt and pressing play on that recording and thinking oh I managed to sound a bit chirpier than I really was that thankfully thankfully.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I've never run a marathon. I, you know, the most race that I've done is like a a ten k. I've run ten miles, but
0: right. Um, Pick yourself up. You're a good runner. Like you. 10, yeah. Ten 10, <laughs> ten miles is a long way.
1: Yeah, no, it's just, I'm not really putting myself down. All I was, all I was thinking is, um, when you said you're at mile nineteen, and I thought <sighs> you still have more than a ten k to run after that.
0: Oh, I know. So no. at <laughs> at that stage, what what you're telling yourself is. you have to to run 10k you've done training you've run a thousand 10ks in your life just 10 more kilometers and that's like the mentality but obviously you know you you have so many miles in your legs already but yeah do you think you're ever gonna do a marathon is that ever i'm gonna do a half next year awesome and then i
1: don't know maybe we'll see um i'm doing like a a, a trail run next year it's supposed to be this september but they've moved it to next september yeah, yeah. so that's gonna be that's uh, basically in snowdonia in wales so that's pretty much all uphill Oh,
0: beautiful so, i mean it's, i mean half
1: uphill and then half downhill yeah. i guess it's
0: a, it's a stunning part of the world i've been there on holiday a few times but yeah there those hills are you know not to be messed with that's some high some <laughs> high altitude so what about your running story then Did that coincide with going vegan or did it come before or afterwards
1: no, I think it must have been quite a lot before. In in uni, I used to, I used to be really, I used to be in the athletics club. I used to do rowing. I used to do dance. I used to do horse riding. Wow. I used to do everything. Everything. Uh, we were basically our uni was the first uni in the country that all the clubs were free.
0: Oh um, wow, that's cool. So the
1: rest of them, you have to sort of pay. I don't, I don't know, thirty, forty quid per club to join, and yeah. then you pay for your activities as well. And um, so ours was free. So I just thought I'm joining everything. Um, so I did I used to do a lot of sports so and then I, I did my first 10k in my third year of uni um like my first actual event 10k ever. yeah um and I did it with my friend how did uh, it go? The the uh, what did you say sorry how did it go um it was really good actually it was at the time I worked at the castle in in Bangor I went to Bangor uni I worked at the castle there which was amazing um and we ran around that, and it was really pretty and nice. nice. So I think at about eight k. You're then running along the coast, and you run along the coast down the pier, and then back, and then back down the high street. And it was so windy <laughs> that I felt like my legs were being blown out from underneath me. Um, and I was like, that was that was tough, but it was it was fine. And I got to the end of it and was like, I'm fine. Nice. This is probably, <laughs> but um, yeah. Then I. That seems like an absolute piece of cake compared to... In January, I did a 10k um at Tatton Park. um, And that was... I can't remember what the storm was called, but we had a... It was called like Storm something. Oh,
0: uh, Kiara, Kiara?
1: Something like that, yeah. There was a storm um,
0: where everyone... It was... Yeah, Storm Kira. I don't know if it's the one you're talking of, but none of the Dutch people I was with could pronounce Kiara because it's an Irish name and the spelling's a bit weird. So it became Kiara or Sierra over here. But... I don't know if that's yeah. the one you're talking about, but yeah, I, carry on.
1: I had a friend called Kiara, and it C I A R A, and everyone called her Kiara. Yeah. And she was like, no. But, um, but yeah, basically, I ran that whole 10K in hailstone and oh. like 35 mile per hour wind. It was just. They're, but, um, they're the yeah, moment I made a friend there. Uh, I made a friend, and we've, we've run since together because she lives sort of near me in Liverpool. Hey, that's cool. Just um, running behind me. And I, like, slowed, and she went, no, go, and, like, kept chasing me, and I was like, oh, okay.
0: You have no choice in this matter. Yeah,
1: I was like, turns out I'm going.
0: That, that that can happen in races, though. I've made, like, some of my best friends of all time for an hour in a race, and then I never see them again, but especially with the longer distances, we, we all know what we're in for, and we, are like, you meet someone who's at the same level as you, you know they've done the same training, and you so when you're doing a 20-mile training run at 7 o'clock in the morning and it's raining and you're like, why the hell am I – what What did I sign up for? Yeah. You, feel, you can feel very lonely, but then on race day when there's a thousand people around you and you're all in this together, suddenly you remember, okay, this is a community.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you really do. Yeah, it is one of those things. And obviously she – you know, she wasn't like an Olympic athlete. She was just like running at my level.
0: Yeah.
1: And – I don't know if at that point I would have stopped and not not carried on running. I might have walked the rest of the way. I don't know if I would.
0: I probably wouldn't have done that. She, but, she helped.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. So, and then she's like, "Come on, let's go!" And then we crossed the crossed the finish line together, and it was just nice. Yeah. And
0: in my very first marathon with my dad in Cologne, again, uh, it was one of those where I I didn't even know if I could finish. Uh, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done up to that point. Um, mm-hmm. We were. Over how like two thirds of the way through, maybe suffering, but moving, you know we were doing okay, and we came up we came across this guy who was leaning against the lamppost, like a street light, and he was just his face was you know broken, he was suffering, so we stopped, hey, man, it's okay, what's up, come on and it was in Germany, this guy was German, young, probably a bit younger than me, like early twenties, um but he spoke English, and his name was Stefan, and we got him moving again, he was limping like. Big time and we said okay just walk try walking with us and he walked for a bit we talked to him where are you from distractions yada yada and then he, he got running again and he came with us and he would say like every five minutes oh th- thank you so much thank you I, I would not finish i was going to quit and now you're helping and it was really a nice thing he, he was a lovely guy and we felt you know nice about ourselves for doing that as well but then the last at the last put 20 meters like the, we, you turned and then you could see the finish line down the end of the street he just sprinted he took off ahead of us at the end which on the one hand i'm like yeah good for you he's crossing the line but on the other hand like dude what the hell we we dragged you this whole <laughs> way and now you're just disappearing but uh, the elation of seeing the finish line i don't blame him
1: yeah i mean at the the town park one i did that as well because there's a thing that says sprint to finish
0: oh nice and i was like
1: okay <laughs> Okay, I will.
0: But it's funny, right? How whether it's a ten k or a full marathon, it always happens. Even in my ultra marathon, your your legs are sore. You're so tired. You think oh, I'm just gonna fall over the line. But the moment you see that line, oh, I do have more. You know, suddenly there's yeah. a bit of a pep in your step. So there's always a exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And as yeah, you
0: no, as you said that the your friend wasn't exactly an Olympic athlete. I think it's important to say this. You will always hear people whether it's running a ten k, ten miles any distance oh i could never do that i could never run a marathon i could never i'm not a good runner and then i tell them just go watch a marathon like if there's one in your city just check it out because there's people of every age of every body shape every running style like you you can run a marathon you just you don't and that's fine you don't have to but anyone can run a marathon and you really see that when you're there on the day Mm
1: -hmm. yeah absolutely they,
0: they expect all these like Kenyans in their super cool Nike shirts and all, you know all everyone's by Farah, <laughs> yeah or they see Paula Radcliffe or whatever like all these super slim like gazelles who can just run forever and yeah they're they're up at the top somewhere but then in the middle in the places where I'm running there's mm-hmm. a guy in his 70s there's you know a, a bigger woman or that there's someone who has got some like physical deformity but is still running and you yeah. realize like it's almost entirely mental if you can get your like endurance brain in order which when you're running uh 10k in hail and wind and shitty weather that's the real training that's when the the yeah that stuff kicks in
1: yeah i mean i'm running in that was was not so bad and um, i mean it wasn't great obviously the wind's blowing you back you're running twice as much as you actually need to um <laughs> yeah but um the worst part was uh driving home
0: <laughs> oh really
1: yeah because you're in because
0: oh yeah yeah yikes I remember yeah. after my second marathon or it might have been the Dublin one that I recorded and was grumpy about I had to get the bus back to where my grandparents house was and it was a Sunday and the, the city marathon was happening so there was a very limited bus service like one an hour of what I needed compared to every 10 minutes and I saw the, four, the number 14 bus at the stop and I wasn't there yet,, I'm like, I've gotta run for the bus. <laughs> I can't move it was that was the most excru- excruciating sprint of the day, like trying to catch the bus i th- and then you had to step up onto it, and it was so sore, and the guy saw the medal around my neck and knew, <laughs> knew exactly what I'd done, but thankfully I made it.
1: I mean, it look so dramatic getting onto that bus like
0: <sighs> like like a, so- a soldier marching home from battle like All emotion
1: getting on a
0: bus you don't you don't know what I've been through. Meanwhile, people are just doing their shopping and they don't really care. I think everybody's looking at me, but no. Um, right. I, I know you have to get to work at some stage, so I'm not going to keep you on forever. Although I'm happy. This is exactly what I was kind of hoping we could just back and forth about this because yeah. we've never really spoken. We've never spoken face-to-face and we've rarely spoken properly online. So it's nice to know this is easy conversation. But yeah. before I let you go, um, I want to know, do you have any advice for people? So I would like to think, you know, my good friends and family listen to this podcast to be good friends and family and to support me. And that's cool. But there's a growing number of strangers, you know, a few people that I've never heard of who listen. Um, I would like to think people are listening and veg curious. You know, they're, they're open to the idea that I can, this my podcast can prove as a way to break down walls and like make the gap a little bit narrower so they don't think it's such a jump into the unknown so with that do you what do you want to tell people who are like that who are kind of like open to the idea but don't know where to start do you have any recommendations
1: I mean I guess it's a bit of a sort of an you know a, what do you call it kind of a, like an unpopular it's not really an unpopular opinion but it's sort of a, a thing that people argue about in the vegan kind of world that people are like why do we make meat substitutes and I'm yeah. like, if you're really attached to your meat substitute... It, no, if you're really attached to your meat, try and find a meat substitute that will replace it. If you aren't, then it shouldn't be that hard anyway, really. But the the thing that I do find with um, people who do eat meat is if I turn up with pasta and meatballs or um, chorizo or something, then they're like, how are you eating that? It's not vegan. And I'm like, no, it is. It's the vegan substitute. And they're mm. like oh they do a vegan substitute for that i'm like they do a vegan substitute for everything (laughs) like
0: that's true you know
1: i mean i I guess my advice would be try try some things look in the 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 vegan sections of of shops look at recipes look at people's instagram it's not all going to be i don't know someone's vegan cook cookbook that's like how about these seeds with some leaves on it? Like, (laughs) you know, there's there's actual interesting, tasty comfort food for, well, whatever you need. If you want health food, if you want comfort food, people sell the vegan equivalent of Mars bars. Like, you know, if you want that, if you want vegan junk food, do it. If you want vegan health food, you can do that too.
0: Right. I think it's important to say that you you don't have to do it perfectly. Like... if you want to go vegan completely and then you've like in my case i i tried it twice and gave up twice before the third time it stuck so the first time no the, this is when i went vegetarian i was 19 in university and as part of my routine there was like this little supermarket in the main building where all the lecture halls were and between lectures i'd go in and get a meal deal which was like a pre-packaged sandwich uh, snack and a drink and i got a bacon and egg sandwich every time because that was my favorite i I always loved a bacon and egg sandwich, and I went vegetarian and then it was between my twelve o'clock lecture and my one o'clock lecture and I went in, got my bacon and egg sandwich meal deal, started eating it oh whoops, I forgot, but that was it i didn't I didn't give into cravings or like ah oh, screw this i'm I'm a carnivore. I just forgot because it was my routine so with yeah. vegetarianism with veganism, I think it's okay like forgive yourself if you don't if you fall off the wagon through laziness through like weakness just a moment of oh i'm I'm having a big mac okay fine try again tomorrow you don't have to do it perfectly
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no i agree with that and i always say it's been two well more than two years since i started being vegan but there's been there's definitely been blips in that and i wasn't vegetarian first so i don't know if that's something you know maybe people go vegetarian and they think maybe i can give up milk Mm. maybe i can give up yogurt whatever but I just went straight from eating chicken and beef and whatever to being vegan. So, and there were some times when I was just like, you know, if you're out somewhere and you think there's nothing vegan here, but I'm really hungry, so I'm yeah. guess I'm just gonna have this. And I wouldn't do that now, but at the time,
0: <laughs> all good with the rabbits.
1: She's she's throwing her food bowl around.
0: <laughs> she's pr- protesting.
1: Yeah, could you stop? <laughs>
0: All right, yeah. I'll I'll let you go. Take take care of your rabbit and get ready for work and all the rest. Um. Right. So yeah, Heather, it's been great. Thank you very much. Uh, you're you're welcome back on any time. This can be just our, our weekly therapy session about being vegan yeah. in, in the world we live in. This is really nice to nice to know. So yeah, I'll summarize with your point there. With just go easy on yourself. Like I, I it's important to say I've uh, knowingly and accidentally had animal products. Over the years, not often, and it's not my plan. But we're human, right? I sometimes you drink too much. Sometimes you stay in bed too long, and you, its okay. Just go easy on yourself. Um, yeah. I think that's a good way to end it for now. So, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. It's really enjoyable. Yeah, no problem. Thanks
1: for having me.